podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This is a view from the bridge official podcast of the Belfast Giants for Kingdom of the Giants.com. Today's Wednesday, the 7th of December 2022. My name is Patrick Smith. We're live on YouTube, Facebook, and on Twitter. And you can download us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor FM, and a load more of your podcast providers. Also, say to your Alexa thingy, you know, just play a view from the bridge podcast in it. Will. Um, big hello initially to no doubt a lot of Sheffield, oh, Sheffield's not Manchester Storm fans you're tuning in to CRP and um, you're very welcome if you're here normally good to see you again if you're here just to see our pain you're very welcome probably <laughs> Steve and Sam you're probably here hello uh, on this week's show uh, ouch the Giants were taking the task by the storm and came up short in their homecoming what went wrong we'll be talking about those games shortly if you're watching on live get your questions in for David Goodwin who will be our guest on the fan agenda it's one in and one out at the SSA Arena. We'll have that and other news, both foreign and domestic. Uh, we'll congratulate the November Player of the Month. And Cardiff are currently in Challenge Cup action against Sheffield. They're losing 4-1 on via play. And uh, they'll face the Giants at home with theirs on Saturday. And with the Stars coming to the Arena on Sunday, we'll round off the show with a bit of that. Mr. Majimsey, nice hat. Thanks. I've just got a shower, some hurt, some hurt as well. So, do you want to tell everybody why we're starting to fight past tonight? Davey was. I was in the shower. I was. I was. I'm, I'm, look, I'm not in good form. I wasn't in good form from Friday night or Saturday night. Worst <laughs> form on Sunday. I hurt myself sparring tonight, and then I had to grab a shower like two minutes to nine. So, what you hurt? Form. This is this is a, oh, that forearm. Standing oh, here. Dear. Very very sore. Was it jujitsu or was it boxing oh, or taekwondo? Taekwondo. Taekwondo. So nice. But, uh, a bad technique for me, but a bad technique for me. Caught a caught a forearm with a forearm, so I'm using a cold I'm using a cold beer That's a good way to do it, mate. Don't worry. When we come to talking about the games, I've got one of those as well. So that's yeah, that's go because I've got stuff to say. Yeah. Joel, what about you? How are you? Yeah, I'm okay. Uh I, I, that's why I only watch sport these days, Paddy, because you can only hurt yourself in very specific ways. That's not for me, David. Fair play to you. But now, look, I'm good. Uh, we, we didn't we didn't have fun this weekend, and, and we're here to talk about it, so let's do it. Um, just before we start, we got both Jim Lynch and Alex Kunovitz asking, have you not got the heating on, David? As I say, just jumped out of the shower, so, you know, wet her, no time to gel it up. <laughs> so, uh, that was... Uh, dear. Before we get stuck in, like, just because it's a woolly hat, like Joel's got a hat on, or is it just the type of hat? But, Joel, but we know Joel's masking his hair. Oh, just a hat guy. I say, I speak the truth. Like, you know, like a lid guy. Yeah, just a big lid guy. It's a big lid on a big lid guy. That is. Um, 
before we get stuck into these games and the pain that that they were, Davy, um, how's, oh, who's that ringing? Says mute yourself. Yeah, you you, go for it. Is this when you live on the show? <laughs> yeah, doesn't he know? I suppose it's Wednesday night. You see, he thinks you did it last yeah. night. Um, Davy, give us a quick update on uh, what's been going on this week with regards to the fundraiser, uh, Mark Garside, Nicky, and all that. Right. So, uh, first of all, a massive thank you to everyone that has taken part so far. We threw it out there last week that um, little baby Quinn Garside came along in the summer, had a bit of a tough start to life, but was really, really well looked after by the neonatal intensive care unit in the Ulster. The Garside family wanted to raise some money, as people do in these situations, they give a little back. And we wanted to help out. So, with a game worn shirt, um, meet and greet Mark Garside, every person that enters will get a free sign. Well, not free. You donate it. A signed photograph of Mark Garside through a Mark Garside t-shirt that's over there. I will bring it home and at Christmas. The Colin Shields one that I owe that other guy is in Belfast now, so we'll see him in a Christmas game. Um, I digress. At the minute, the total is standing at a staggering £581.62. Yous can get me up to £600, listeners, live on this show before. We've got about an hour. Any donations at all. In this next hour of podcast, I will go into my roof space and I will pick out a season one piece of memorabilia that's in a big box in my roof space and give it to every everybody that donates in this sort of podcast section, whether it's a pound, whether it's two pound, five pound, whatever, we'll go in. Those people specifically will go in the draw for a piece of season one memorabilia that I get out of my roof space. So donate in the next hour i'd keep an eye on the on the and let's try and get this up to 600 pound and we'll be at the end of the show it's closed and we'll be able to tell mark and, and send that money over to gary tomorrow to send that donation you go to podcast at kingdom you send it to podcast at kingdom on, on paypal that's podcast at kingdom of the giants.com on paypal uh, that's great. The um, and we're now at ten past nine. So but look, seriously, I, I know you were looking at this earlier. These are all the yep. names of all the people that have donated so far. So thank Remember. you so much. I next week or something, I'll have a scrolling bar of thank you to everybody that's donated. You know who you are because you've donated, but I know who you are as well. Thank you so absolutely so much. incredible. Thank you to everybody who's been donating so far and get those donations in in the course of this show. And one more thing, we asked about emails and people sending in emails. I just want to give a bit of shout out to Gary Crooks who sends an email every week of a viaduct. I like that. <laughs> sends an email. Is this a viaduct? Is this a viaduct? A viaduct. So thanks, Gary. Keep the emails coming in, podcast at kingdomofthegiants.com. Right. Should we talk about some ice hockey? Hmm. I think I'm just going to put myself on mute and listen to Davey tonight. I feel like he's loaded with takes there. I feel like takes are about to happen. <laughs> right. Let's, let's energy start. around my gym seat tonight. It was, a home, it was a homecoming weekend for the Belfast Giants of sorts. Obviously, after a bit of a road swing, which we spoke about last week, where the Giants took three wins out of six. Um, the opponent of the weekend in back-to-back games on Saturday and Sunday was the Manchester Storm. We'll start with Saturday's game, which was a 5-2 win for the Manchester Storm. Um, Belfast Giants goals come from Ben Lake and Will Cullen, whereas the Storm's goals come from Barrow, Simmons, who got two, Orval with one, and Tyson Fawcett was credited with the empty net goal. I'm sure we'll talk about that shortly. Jackson Whistle and goal for the Belfast Giants, 27 shots against, four goals against, and Jeremy Brodeur in the other net, 39 shots against, 12 goals, 12 goals against, Patrick, two goals against, that's my notes. And the referees were Andy Dalton and Oliver Truswell, as they were all weekend. Um, where do we start with this, Davey? Um, okay. 
Uh, you can start by running the goals or you can uh, not run the goals this week. I don't really no, care. I, um, I don't really have that much <laughs> analysis as it takes on the, the actual games. I think um, when I look at statistics are, are, are great and I, I love stats. And I look at what we did going forward in this game, the amount of grade A chances. We had good chances, good shots, grade A chances we had is enough to win any game, especially a home game. Did they then do what we did at the at the other end? Step up. Oh, this. Yeah, this. No, keep it, keep it. Sends it across the top of circle shot. Have a send. A bad leg. High things up early in this second period, and here come the Teddy Bears. I left that with a bit of confidence because that was probably the probably the highlight of of the weekend was the amount that people generously gave the 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 charities here. Um, Wonderful. You know. We probably have in and around 200 to 250 guys that have had the absolute honour of pulling on that teal jersey. And we have been very fortunate for the last 15 years to be able to talk about so many highs. And you can critique losses a lot more and you can get carried away by losses. But we're in a little bit of a of a situation now where I think we lost eight games all season last year in terms of winning a title. And I think we're at seven in the, in the loss column at the minute. I think in Jelly and and actually in this goal, I think Jelly's trying to be clever there. They've got a guy on the ice. They're 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 on the penalty kill at the time. The fifth guy is actually already standing on the ice, and I think he throws it down there to try and get the extra penalty. Seen them called. It goes to the right point. D man who plays it straight back to him, and he drops it in, and they score on the uh, on the shorthanded marker. And and from then the push on. I, I'll go back to what I was saying about the honor of pulling on cliche ridden this is going to be a bit of a cliche ridden rant but you know the old you know um hard work beats talent when talent doesn't work hard and that kind of thing yep. we did well going forward where we did not do well on the back check we did not do do well on the forward check we made individual mistakes and we are now so dependent on goodwin conway cooper already scoring we're so dependent on Ben Lake coming up with big shifts. Great to see Hookie coming back in there. Gabe Bass working so hard, but we're making too many individual mistakes, and we haven't. We we complain, complain, critique, whatever. We almost week on week that we need secondary score and we need tertiary score, and we're not getting it. It's now almost Christmas, and it's not panic stations or anything, but we are now at a point where changes are being made. Guys are leaving. You guys are coming in. We're trying to mix it up to to try and get our scoring. This this is almost a, a rinse and repeat of what happened the last CHL season that then got called for COVID, mm. um, and barn COVID coming back, you know, Manchester Storm put ten goals past us in our own barn at the weekend, and you only need to listen to the the players aren't going to be listening to me anyway, but they need to listen to their coach. I'm sure training was tough. It'll be interesting what David Goodwin says. It was an unacceptable. You could just listen to the commentary, the Andrew Dixon the, that. Talk about luck, you know, we, we score in our own net from 170 feet. But the harder you work, the luckier you get. You know, that old guy has said about throwing in as many sporting cliches as I can. We're not working hard enough to get those lucky bounces. And that's just about the height of it. And guys will know themselves what they can do more to improve their performances. Don't need some guy sitting in his bedroom shouting at them on a Tuesday night or Wednesday night. Their coach will have driven this into them. But they have to be professional here now. And I was expecting a reaction on Sunday and we got it and went 2-0 up and then folded like a cheap suit again. You know, we, we give up easy goals from the outside. We lost our shape on penalty kill very easily. 
we started running about, we got in there, tried to get it. And, and then when you go a goal behind, you start to get into that track meet mentality where you're just throwing stretch passes and Hail Mary passes and you're running up and down the ice, chasing shadows. And unfortunately for us, I just think across the two games at the weekend, it was a substandard Belfast Giants performance from what we've grown to expect. You can't become, what's the word? You're not entitled. One, the Belfast Giants aren't entitled to win everything. You've got to go out and win every period. And Adam Keith and we had it for years, Patty, since the advent of Twitter, AVF TV and Twitter stuff, work boots on. Adam yep. Keith's number one is a blue-collar team that put their work boots on. And I don't think for enough of Saturday. I actually tweeted on Saturday night when I'd watched the game, I watched the two games live and I've watched the two games back and I've watched sections of the games again. Don't think I come here on a Wednesday night without, you know, having watched this. I think that for 60 minutes of the 120, we didn't stink. But you have to play 60 minutes every night in this league. The Storm got what they deserved because they mm -hmm. worked for 120 minutes. I'm going to, Joel, going to come to you in a second. I'm just going to run through the stats for the second game because obviously we're going to talk, we're probably better talking about this holistically because yeah. of it being the same, the same, um, the same side in both nights. It was a 5 4 win on Sunday <clears throat> it was in front of nearly 4,000 people for the Manchester Storm. As Davey said, the Belfast Giants went two up through, uh, through Goodwin and Conway. Ben Lake and Conway got the four. Ben Lake got the third. Conway got the fourth. But for the Storm, it was Johnson, Tyson Fawcett, Bricknell, Orval, and Critchlow. Five different scores for them. In net, Peyton, Peyton Jones was back for the Giants. Five goals against on 32 shots. And on the other side, it was Hayden Levine. It was four goals against on 35 shots. Dultz and Oliver Truswell again were the, uh, were the referees. Um, and Joel, you know, probably a point that Davey made there as well is Given their due, the storm played well. And that's the thing you have to remember here. I think to to their credit, the Manchester Storm came in and played two phenomenal road games. Um, their firepower, especially through Jesper Arval, is is uh, really really impressive. And uh, you have to take your hat off to Matt Ginn as a rookie coach and and, and what he's put together there. And I, I think it was said by a lot of people over the weekend that they weren't playing like a team at the foot of the table. Um, and more credit to them, especially coming into a nice surface that they're not used to playing on at home. Um, obviously there's a lot more space on on that SSE arena ice and. Um, and, and they made it work for themselves. I, I think this comes down to, and listen, you're, you're never going to look at me for um, insightful, analytical uh, sort of hockey chat. Um, I'm here to make silly jokes and and to be the eternal optimist and to enjoy whenever <laughs> you know, the times are good. And we know that. Listen, I'm, I, I, I've never professed to be an expert. What I am is just a fan. And um, I think on the ice from what I saw across the two games, um, I think uh, Andrew Dixon actually personal circumstances meant that I had to cover the game from home on Sunday. So I got the chance to, to tune into Giants TV and listen to Cez and Dicko. And um, pair of them called a great game as they always do. But Dicko um, says just to, to pump Dicko up and rightfully so. Like he's, he's really, really good at that color comms role. And the thing that he right. said was it, it fell below the expectations that, that the Belfast Giants set and always has set. Um, and as a, as a body of performances, as six periods of hockey over two days, the, the entire uh, weekend fell below the expectations that we set for ourselves um, and that's not I, I I I don't mind if we get beaten by a team that play better than us um, I think that we were outworked for across the two nights uh, I think you could see it in the desire to get to rebounds in our zone I think you could see it in the desire to get to loose pucks 
um, and just how hard the Manchester Storm worked to take their chances on the break. Um, their commitment whenever collapsing around Brodeur, whenever whenever they were you know uh, collapsing around the crease and putting bodies in front of, of shots whenever we were in the zone, um, they, just, they just looked hungrier across the six periods. And I'm not going to try and dip into the reasons for that. We're obviously just back off a grueling month on the road. Um, you know, we're, we're, we're short on bodies, but I'm not in that 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 room. I don't know. Um, but I mean, you, you could see it. It's, it's a surprise to nobody, including the players. You could see it from the coach's reaction, um, from, from the players' reaction, and from all the conversation that there's been since that it was a weekend where we were absolutely not our best. Um, I, I do think, though, as much as we all love this, uh, that this is something that, that obviously uh, means a lot to, to many different people in many different ways. Um, one thing I can't stand is whenever people lose the run of themselves after a couple of tough games. See abuse and and fo- people turn on each other. They turn on, on on the team. They get aggressive on the internet. It's such a bad look, man. Go outside. Like at the end of the day, <laughs> this is not life or death. Do you know what I mean? This this is a game of ice hockey. Regardless of how much it means to you, there's no need to be abusing officials and cracking up on the internet I just, I just think it's a bad look people just need to take a breath and and, and realize what it is and um, last thing david will let you come in but the, the one stat that i did take away from the weekend if you let me be the stat man for one second 1253 soft toys tossed onto the ice and hundreds of gifts donated which is more than ever before um uh, and to me if you're looking at what the most important thing was across the weekend it's easy for me to say because we sucked all weekend but uh that's something very special that, that everybody that was in that arena and that building did over the weekend and should be very very proud of themselves yeah let's not let's not try and use the teddy bear toss as some kind of mask let's 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 not be those guys but absolutely joel the the generosity of people the you'll have seen the videos and the and the 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 stuff that was the toys apart from the stuff that was tossed the toys and i think they're going to do that again this sunday as well you'll be able to bring (sighs) gifts if you want this sunday Absolutely phenomenal response from the people of Belfast. And uh, I talked about the, the Mark Garside one. Phenomenal response. And in the last, how long has the podcast been going here? About 10 minutes? A couple of hundred quid in. Can't Sorry. thank you enough. Keep it coming. It's like it's like Red Nose Day here. Um, <laughs> I'm letting him <laughs> on here in five <laughs> minutes. Davey's attic's going to be empty but we need to see his flight over to Belfast on that easy jet I need more donations here to cover the, the Ryan or uh, baggage fee but um, talk, talking about the official like whatever I, I know exactly what was said I'm not going to repeat it about Andy Dalton absolutely you're a disgrace if you're watching this mate disgrace you need to check your hard drive man you're, you're, you're not all there you can't be saying stuff like that about officials who now have kids who are coming to an age that can get on social media re- read that about their parents these guys make mistakes we on the podcast are our catalog of mistakes the giants make mistakes everybody mistake makes mistakes in life and yes they're getting paid to do a job and all and they should sometimes do it better but they're there and without them None of us have a game to go and watch. So think what you're typing on. I've, I've seen some horrible stuff on Twitter this weekend from Jan's fans. The, a fan base that turn on each other for no reason. There's bullying and stuff going on there and it won't be tolerated. You know, we'll call you out on it. And you can't be doing that to officials. You can't be doing that to fellow fans. So just check what you're typing before. Be kinder to each other. But back on the ice, back on the hockey. Thank you, Deco, Kiefer, Steve Thornton and all will have said this to the boys. And they know that there's a big, big red. And we're out of time. And as the next game is very, very important in a few days, big game Cardiff, big game Belfast, and then a big game next week again against the Panthers. So, you know, there's no time to be moping. 
There's no time to be dwelling on it. You just got to get those work boots on, boys. I think my take from the weekend was work rate. And I think you, you both you gents have mentioned it. It felt like the work rate wasn't as high as it had been in, in previous weeks or in previous so, setups of the Giants. And especially coming home after a long road swing the way that we had and and trying to make a point against a team who, to be fair to the, the Manchester Storm, played very, very well. Um, we've got some good players on there who were working really hard, skipping towards the puck and making sure that they made the most of the opportunities that they got. But this should have been a team that the Belfast Giants should have dealt with on on home ice, and and there's no getting away from that. Um, disappointing overall, but you know, I can't, there's been people saying about how we've been short on bodies. Davy, is that a factor? Uh, well, look, I, I said almost every week we have always prided ourselves on being a no excuse organisation, so we'll not make injuries and shortness of bodies an excuse. It's a factor. It's, it's, it's clearly a factor. We have, for the best part of the season, been so reliant on that one line and a, and a little half line and some scoring from the back end. We haven't been getting that secondary scoring. It's a lot of pressure on three-stroke four guys that keep producing, producing, producing. And when when some systems come up against them and manage to keep them out of the game, and we're not getting that secondary and tertiary scoring that we talked about, and you go on that long road trip and you were down. I think the other week we're six bodies down, you know? And and one game that's two two top lines that any other team in this league would want those six guys on the ice six top guys you know it's not you know and the depth chart six really important guys to us so yes injuries are absolutely a factor but I don't think anyone within our organisation would want to bring that out as an excuse that it's a factor there's no doubt about it um, and there's that there's a really really fine line Patty between coming up with an excuse. And saying, you know, you have to, you just you face adversity and you have to deal with it. I think that we'll go back to what Deco said. We'll go back to what Adam has said and, you know, guys in commentary and, and through, throughout the week. That wasn't what we have come to expect from guys that put on the tail jersey. And they'll look at themselves in the mirror and decide whether they've got more to give. And hopefully every single one of them will put in a performance this weekend. I fully agree, and I thought I thought both Deco and and Gareth Martin on on Saturday did a great job. Co- Marty's great. Mics. Sorry, yeah, Marty's um, great. Uh, he, he, we, sorry, Patty. He, Marty wasn't around whenever I I've uh, when sorry whenever Marty was active in the organisation, I wasn't around. So I've only really had a chance to chat to him for a few weeks uh, up up in, in media, and I've heard what he does on, on the the on the broadcast with says. But that is a top top fella. I would actually quite like mm, to get a chat with him on the guy. show about his perspective. Sorry to interrupt you, but that just popped in my head. Really, really, he is great guy. guy. He is somebody we're going to bring on to the show. In the, in the forthcoming weeks I've been having well I had a chat last season with him about coming on and I'm going to revive that and we're going to bring him on before we move on we've got David Goodwin waiting in the wings to join us for a chat before we do that Joel you know how do the chance recover coming in the next week the coach said it you know Adam Keefe said in his post game after the weekend that it was frankly embarrassing his words and and we know that we know who Adam Keefe the player was from day one when he arrived on these shores under Doug Christensen in 2011 and we know Adam Keefe the coach uh, and and we know what it is that he demands of his team and that is to uh, to work to, to do hard work the only way he said the only way to dig yourself out of a situation like this is through hard work Adam Keefe has been successful in his hockey career um as a as a blue collar worker um, and as a coach, uh, as, a, as a team who implements uh, a culture of hard work and honest work. Um, and I have no doubt 
that the boys and maybe Goody will be able to tell us in a second. I've no doubt the boys got the bag skated off them this week. Um, but listen, I, I I believe still in the character of Adam Keefe. I still believe in the character of this team, the captain who we'll chat to now. Um, a bad weekend. We sucked. Everybody knows it, but I don't think that we're uh, I don't think we're dead yet. Uh, and yes, and well done to the Manchester Storm playing three games in three. They played Coventry Blaze on um, on Friday night and got humped at home, and then came over to ours and took four points. Davey, you want to make a point before we move on? So I saw a tweet on. Oh, I don't know when it was. I, I screenshotted it, um, and it, it it wasn't necessarily about hockey, but it was about that sort of growth mindset and sticking to a process. And we talked earlier in the piece about, you know, Belfast Giants and especially Adam Keefe teams are founded on that work boots on. You know, we used to have that hashtag every road warriors. You remember every Saturday night when we were promoing games, road warriors, work boots on. And that was what we always prided ourselves on being. And that's what we are. This guy, Kevin DeShazzo says, farmers don't dig up their seeds to see if they're growing. They keep doing the work, cultivate and trust the process and they prepare for the harvest. Growth takes time. Results take time. Be patient, be persistent, do your work, focus on habits, and be ready for the harvest. The highlights from the games of the weekend, the highlights from the games over the weekend, if you <laughs> want to go and watch them, that's up to you, fair play. Um, they are available on YouTube from our very good friends at Belfast Giants TV. And speaking of Belfast Giants TV, they are the proud sponsors of the Fan Agenda. And this week, we are joined by the captain on the back of that weekend. Please welcome back to View from the Bridge, David Goodwin. How are you doing? Boys, good to see you. I'm doing well. You're the captain. Good to see you too. Um, give us your reflection as captain on the weekend that just went by. Yeah, obviously, it was it was very disappointing. Um, you know, in a lot of ways, it was a perfect storm of things that could go wrong, went wrong. Um Really unfortunate, really embarrassing, to be honest. And uh, I think, as one of you just alluded to, we we paid the price with a couple hard, uh, couple hard bag skates this week, and and we're looking to put that in the past. You know, as captain, obviously in the back of what happened on Saturday, and trying to get it, and you went, you know, you went two up on Sunday, and and it unfortunately didn't go from there. But but how do you take the lead in the room when you feel that things are taking a turn? <clears throat> Yeah, you know, like you said, I mean, both games, we felt there was a point where the tide was turning in our favor. So it makes it even a little bit more unfortunate that we had opportunities to win both those games. We could have, you know, taken control of both of them and ran with it. You know, for me, like I just, as one of you were saying, I just try to stick to my good habits, my good routines. I try to lead from the front and I try to, you know, show the guys that really the only way out of this is getting back to the basics, getting back to what has made us successful and ultimately, that is hard work and good habits. Um, there's no shortcutting. There's no just waiting for power plays, hoping for you know good bounces here or there. Absolutely not. David, um, we talked earlier there about the you know I'm not asking you to, to call any teammates out. That's not what I'm, I'm talking about. But the the majority of the score in this season has came from the likes of Mark Cooper, Scott Conway. Goodwin, Steve Ory, when he's been up in that line, a little bit from the blue line from, from Gabe Bast, Lakers came up with a boot. We have had a, a problem, oh, if you want to describe it, they got almost all season with getting that second, three, and and tertiary scoring going. Is What what can we do at the minute just to try and spark some of those guys? We can't just keep putting guys in the top line. Yeah, you know, I mean, 
I have every bit of confidence in, in all of the forwards on our team. Um, you know, they've all proven that they can score. They've, they've, some of them have played in really good leagues and put up great numbers. Um, you know, this is our team moving forward and we need to give them every bit of confidence that we believe in them and, and we think they can get it going. And, and part, part of that falls on me. And in practice, I am continuously saying to these guys like, Hey, like, you know, you know, it's going to start coming for you, you know, keep doing the, the right things, the right habits and put in the work and, and just trust that it'll come. I, I don't know if you heard me reading that sort of dopey little tweet out there before you came on, but is that all it's about? It's about form. Like, as you said, when we talk about, I, I name some names, Tyler Soy came in here of a great junior career with a, you know, <clears throat> early, really promising pro career. Evangeli, big body, David Gilbert came up with goals early in the season. All these guys have great CVs and we've seen glimpses of what they can bring. Is it just sticking to the process and keep believing? Yeah, you know, as long as I've been around the game, like there really is no other recipe to kind of getting back on track besides hard work. And you guys alluded to it with Kiefer, what he said, like practice habits absolutely, you know, lead to the results you're looking for in your individual play in the game. And that's what we've been harping on this week. Obviously, that's the approach that Kiefer has taken. He was very clear about that to the media after both games. And you know, hard work individually and as a team is the only way that we're going to get out of this. So, yes, I would agree with that, Davey. Uh, Cap, you obviously, you came late to the Belfast Giants uh, shortly before the, the season that, that obviously was curtailed early. Um, and we're away for a little while uh, before coming back. Um, it's a unique perspective because you dipped into the league, dipped out, and then came back in, in obviously the role as captain that you are now. Um, do you feel that the league has become, the, the margins between the teams in the league, regardless of facilities, um, regardless of the building they play out of, seems to just get squeezed tighter and tighter and tighter every year. Like, we're going to move on later in the show to talk about the scores from the weekend. And it's nuts. It doesn't make sense. You've got a team that are getting, you know, shellacked 6-1 one night. Um, against you know a team that they should be beating and they go away the next night and cause an upset. It seems to be happening more and more this season. Do you get a sense now when you go out there and put your skates on the ice that there really aren't games that, that you think, yeah, we're probably going to win this? Yeah, absolutely. Um, and yeah, that's something that I think, you know, some of the older guys, I guess I'm one of the older guys now, um, you know, we talk about that and there's, you know, there's no easy games. Like, and even, even four years ago when I was first here, you know, maybe there were a few situations where you felt like you could take, you know, your foot off the gas, but now there's just absolutely none of that. I think a good, a good example of that is uh, I saw a tweet, you know, the other, you know, like a few days ago talking about how if Guilford wins the league, they're going to be hosting Davos and Sheleftio and, you know, Tapera in, in their, uh, I don't even know what that ring A leisure is. center? So... You know, it, but it's it, it, but you know, tip your cap to them. Like they've yep. obviously had a great season and they've been making it work. But but you know, to your question, Joel, yeah, like back in the day, like you would never have thought that that they could do something like that, and here they are. So it's it's really impressive. Uh, and just another thing, you, you obviously captained the the Penn State Nittany Lions in your in your senior year. Um, you went on to win a Big Ten championship that season, twenty sixteen seventeen. I had a look earlier on just at your record from that season, um, and you know, fairly early, not. Uh, probably about mid-season, sorry. Um, you, you had a, a shootout loss against Ohio, <coughs> excuse me, Ohio State, which then led to a four-game losing streak before you bounced back against the Wisconsin Badgers. As a captain, 
you know, can you draw similarities? You're looking back at that. You're in the weeds. You're thinking, man, we were on for a title here and now we're losing back to back to back to back. Um, you know, do, do you draw from experience like that and how you manage to dig, you know, yourselves out of a hole and turn things around there and be successful? 100%. Absolutely. Um, you know, and that's, that's also a good question for Peyton Jones because he was on that team as well. Um, and I, I specifically remember, you know, being in those dog days that season as well and just getting back to the basics, getting back to practice. No one's coming to save us. It's us or no one. And the reality is, you know, yes, like we're, you know, we're far behind in the standings right now, but there's a lot of hockey to play and we have a good group of players and we, you know, we feel confident in ourselves. So shitty weekend. Absolutely. But at the end of the day, you know, we're focused on Cardiff and only Cardiff right now. Yep. It is interesting because obviously we've had we had a road swing there where we we pulled five hundred and uh, we had some good wins against Sheffield, you know, we had good wins against Manchester itself, and, and then you come back and you've you've before two bad win, two bad losses, sorry, against the Manchester Storm, and all of a sudden you're starting to think because if you look at those games that we did play on the road, we played a lot of them short. You look at how that even that game we lost to the Nottingham Panthers. We were if that game was five minutes five minutes longer, we probably would have come back and forced overtime yeah, at least, you know. So the grit and determination was there. It's very easy in a weekend that's just gone by taking those two losses and bad losses that there were against the Storm, who are what third or fourth from bottom, and to sort of think, oh no, everything's going wrong. But that's not really the case, is it? No, I mean, <clears throat> again, like we have seen so many glimpses throughout this season of of championship caliber performances from us. Like there's no doubt. And, and you alluded to some of them, Patty, but the reality is, you know, it doesn't, you know, you can't lay an egg twice against Manchester at home when you haven't been home for a month. And we, and we know that, but we're not, we're not mashing the panic button. You know, we're going to dig deep and we're going to find what that mojo that we had in some of those instances that you're referring to. I'm going to go. Sorry, David, you come in before I go to the. Yeah, the questions so well, before in. you go to Twitter and stuff, I was talking. Well, Patty had asked me a question just before you came on, David, about um, the injury situation. And I'd said about, you know, we are always go along the line of we're no excuse organization. Playing six bodies deep with two good lines in this league, it's without making it sound like an excuse, that's adversity that's hard to overcome. Yeah. You know, I think I think the one the way one of you guys characterize it, you're absolutely right. Like, it's not an excuse, but it's certainly a factor. Um, and you know, we're trying to deal with it the best we can. Um, and a lot of that falls on you know the guys that are still healthy, and we got to just find a way to get results because the reality is, no one cares that you know we have injuries. Our fans don't really care. Like the coaching staff, the other teams certainly don't care. So <clears throat> it sucks, but we got to find a way to get some points. And and then suppose for for before just for me to wrap up, Patty, no more questions for me after this, I promise. As captain, one of your roles obviously then is as you said, when you lay two eggs in a row, you get the call from the podcast because it's it's all it's you know, it's easy to analyze wins and it's great to get the man Lamacho on who scored the game winning goal on Saturday night. But uh, you know, we talk on a Monday morning on our little group, right? Who's who we're gonna have who we're gonna ask, sorry, to be on the podcast this week, and it'll be oh Steve already scored four. He's he's the obvious one. But this week, that's what, you know, you've got to go to the captain, you've got to go to the cap or the coach. And so thanks very much, first of all, for, for taking that responsibility on. But is that something that just comes with the comes with the rule? Yeah, I guess. You know, I was kind of rolling my eyes when I got that message. Of course, you guys invited me. I would have thought that. What, what did one of you guys say on Twitter? The worst weekend in Giants history in the last seven days. <laughs> 
Like, oh yeah, let's get goodie on. You know? <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, yeah, well, actually, just missed. It's not C on the shirt, man. <laughs> yeah, and, and you know what, Petty? Like, you're absolutely right. But on the other hand of that, like, you know, it comes with a lot of glory when things are going well, and hopefully, I'll be lifting more championship trophies at the SSC. That, that that that's the case and if that is the case then you're back on don't you worry about that <laughs> yeah, that call too yeah <laughs> but uh, let, let's go to a couple of questions that we've got we are obviously as we normally do we called for questions from people who are watching live or or, or sent something on twitter we'll go first of all you can i think you can get, you'll get the gist of a lot of questions that are coming in are going to ask a similar sort of vein but we'll start with the one from from Neil, who's saying, because of the losses at the weekend, is the preparation for Cardiff this weekend any different than previous trips to Cardiff, or is it just the same? Uh, a little bit of, of a little bit of the same, and a little bit different. Obviously, the intensity level of practice is 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 much higher than it has been in previous weeks. So in that regard, it is different. Like there's a different feel around the locker room. There's a different feel on the ice. Um, but you know, it's also like. Kiefer, we're doing the same drills. We're doing the same preparation. We're having, you know, the same style of play. So a little bit of yes and no there. I, Alan Brett, I think you answered this one sort of earlier, but what was the first training session after the weekend's results? How was that? There were no pucks and a lot of skating. And we had our heart rate <laughs> monitors on and everyone was maxed out on the heart rate monitor chart. So they can read between the lines uh, with that information. <laughs> um, Scott Cameron on Twitter is asking, how has your role as captain changed currently compared to what it was last season? Or is it all just, it just it stays the same? You know, for the most part, it stays the same. I don't know if we had this type of adversity last year. I'm not saying it was smooth sailing, but, you know, nothing like this that I can remember came about. So, um you know, I just think a few more harder conversations with, with Kiefer, a few more harder conversations with the guys, a few more, you know, gut checks in the mirror. And, um, you know, hopefully this is kind of the, the, the low light of the year. One from Lily Cameron. What's the best thing about being captain of the team? <clears throat> I think just <clears throat> having the opportunity to have good relationships with everyone on the team. Um, you know, I, I'm, I'm in a unique situation that, Regardless if guys want to talk to me or not, they do talk to me because I'm the captain. And so I get the opportunity to, you know, go for coffees, go for lunches with all the boys individually. And it's something that I take a lot of pride in. Go on, Davey. You can take it right. Oh, sorry. Sorry. I thought you always going to go first there and I've, I've lost my chance. Oh, yeah. So uh, obviously we've, we've had a, a good debrief there on, on what went wrong at the weekend and, you know, the old Mike Babcock, don't get too high with the highs, don't get too low, you know, hockey cliches that will come across. Step away from the hockey ever so slightly. And with the the first goal the other night, the Belfast Giants score, I think Ben Nick scores it, the teddies come onto the ice and the the toys that were left at the rink. And we've been doing a little thing on, on the podcast this week, raising money for Quinn Garshai, £600 plus raised by people. The generosity and as a captain of, of, of this great club, that must give you great pride as well. Yeah, that's a, absolutely. That's a huge reason why I continue to come back is some of the philanthropic work that the Giants do um, makes me very proud to be a part of an organization um, like this when they're doing that work. So very appreciative of all the support from uh, the Giants fans, especially for Quinn. 
I also saw you in the the tennis tournament uh, today, wearing your uh, your dahi uh, top. Which, uh, <laughs> yes, indeed. I think is a good look on you, mate. But um, yeah, look, I, I think we've probably uh, flogged the dead horse for long enough. How, how did the tennis tourney go? Was that a little bit of an opportunity to blow off some steam? And please give us the inside track on who sucked and who was unreal. <laughs> uh, it was great crack. It was uh, right after our bag skate. I mean, we're talking about oh, <laughs> And we still, because Better Gym did just, they did such a good job running it, it. We were able to have a good time doing it, even though we were all just completely dead. Um, Wiss, Wiss was brutal. <laughs> Wiss was paired with Cons, and Cons was, was really good. Wiss was brutal, um, but ultimately Cons could not, make up the deficit for Wiss. Um, you know who was actually really good was was George Awada. He was probably top really? four tennis players on our team. Has he still got the moves? Like was he was he uh, moving like a cat around there? He just he was he, when he would get up to the net, he had good footwork and he was just so big and he could just smash anything <laughs> at the net. He, you never lose it. No, I mean he was he was really good I'll try to give you one more. Um, I think Peyton Jones, just because of his athletic ability, he was always returning shots and uh, you know running around the court like a little uh, bunny. So he was uh, he was pretty good as well. I'm surprised you always get guys. I'm surprised there's no guys saying you. Know, I played I played tennis in college, or I was uh, you know yeah. I was a, a junior pro or, yeah, or something like that. <laughs> uh, there, there, there was none of that. Hooky and Laker were brutal as well. I just want to chirp them. They're not they're not upper middle class enough Brits to be good at tennis. Unfortunately, <laughs> you put them on like a street soccer pitch and they'll run rings around you. But tennis, they probably never held a, a, a bat. What's it called? A racket in their life. Racket, racket. Yeah. <laughs> What's it called? What's it called? A tennis bat. <laughs> Never watched Wimbledon in your life, Joel Neal. The- I'm so hard, mate. Come on. <laughs> well, listen, David. We're going to let we're going to let you go. Really appreciate you coming on. Just before you do go, though, um, you know, obviously, we're trying to rebound this weekend, going away to Cardiff and and, and back to Dundee. How are our preparations? Yeah, things are going well. I mean, obviously, we've had some good performances against Cardiff this year. You know, I think the boys are you know, drawing from that. And hopefully we'll go into, uh, into Cardiff feeling confident. Well, that's mate. We appreciate, obviously, you know, like I say, when you are the captain, we did say, you know, it's either going to be Goody or Goody or Kiefer. And I knew you've, uh, we, 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 we said, well, let's get Goody on and I'll have a chat. And we really appreciate you coming on, facing up and, and answering some, no doubt, tough questions to answer after the weekend. Good luck this weekend against Cardiff and Dundee. And uh, we appreciate your time. Yep. Cheers, boys. Appreciate it. Cheers, Goody. Thank you, David. Big, big thanks to David Goodwin for his time. Um, uh, like I say, it, it's it's difficult in scenarios like that. If, you know, when we lose two games to Manchester, and you try not to be disparaging about Manchester. Okay, well, well sometimes I try not to be disparaging. Quite often, I try not to be disparaging about Manchester. I live there, but the uh, with regards to the story, we try not to be disparaging. But that was a team we. We expected to beat. We expected to come home. We expected to beat them. We didn't. And therefore, and, and maybe, questions to be answers. And maybe in your question comes a little bit of the answer. We expected <clears throat> to yep. go out there and win. Um, You're right. And nothing is ever, nothing worth winning ever came easy. And we really just needed to, um, there's somebody asking why we've blocked them. It's, it's probably a 
dead straightforward reason why you're blocked. Um, sorry, I got a pop up in the corner there. Why am I blocked on Twitter? Work out. Um, <laughs> we probably came with the attitude of, well, we we just need to go go out here and yeah, go through the motions, which is what it felt like a little bit at the time. We went through motions and we got served to talking about tennis. We got served exactly what we deserved at the weekend. And it needs to be a real proper wake-up call that there is no time left, that every game in this league, and I, I think I've said it every single week, and it's ad nauseum, every game in this league campaign is so important. Always is. Only because everyone else is cutting everyone else's throats. There's maybe a chance that 10 or 11 games dropped might win you the league this season, but it's not going to be more than that. We've very, very little error room left, and we just have to be, we have to lace those boots up tight on Friday night or Saturday night and come away with a win and, and get ourselves, get the show back on the road. There, yeah, but before we um, you know, we move on to talk about news, we're going to talk now about news within the Belfast Giants camp, and it was one in, one out for the Belfast Giants. On the way out, Chad Butcher was announced on, on Twitter, and I said that he was moving on from the Belfast Giants, and coming in, returning to the Belfast Giants, is uh, is Josh Roach. Joel, um, we'll start off with the departure of Chad Butcher. Uh, unexpected, or do you think these changes have to be made? Um... I don't know. I don't know if he would have been sort of uh, the name that sprang to mind if we were going to ring the changes. Um, I also don't know the circumstances around the changes. Whether it's a straightforward case of Chad Butcher's, you know, not not worked out the way they, they would have wanted to, and it's a thank you very much. Maybe the situation hasn't worked between the two. Um, I don't know the ins and outs. I'm not in the room, and I don't know. Um, David, I think, put it really well on, on Twitter this week. Um, I, I just just that you know people come and go through this organization they all come and they, they all arrive here with our full back and full support uh hopefully they all leave with our full support as well but sometimes it just doesn't work out um but but all you can do when that happens and we've seen it time and time again rock mcbride wherever you are um but sometimes it doesn't work mm-hmm. out and uh, and you just have to to uh say thank you very much for your contributions and, and wish them very well um in the future i, I think there's nothing wrong with he- heading into the, the business end of the season, once Christmas is out of the way, I'm starting to look at the table as we keep talking about. So um, there, there's nothing wrong with maybe trying to mix it up a little bit. Um, the, the opportunity to bring Josh Roach back um, could prove to be uh, an absolute masterstroke for Adam Keefe. You've got a, a very versatile player there that can go both ways, and he's proven um, on the back end, which is, is something that we need at the minute, obviously with, with Kevin Rain's status and, and, and a big kind of hole in the team. Um, I, I probably would still be interested to see if we if we look to to bring anyone else in i don't know um but listen yeah like it uh, it is what it is the, the proof's in the pudding and i and i say thanks very much to chad butcher for his contributions wish him no ill will at all and, and, and wish him the best for wherever he goes next there is a question davy coming around as well especially when you know, the weekend has gone by and we're not going to delve into that again but and we've got there coming in from stephen mills you know do we expect to see more players leave I don't think it's a case of, you know, the Belfast Giants aren't renowned for making many changes. We have made changes. It's not yeah. unusual. that We we have made changes mid-season. We have brought players in. David Goodwin was a player that we brought in late in the season. We brought, we, we've got, you know, was it Ryan Lowney who came in? We, we've had players who come in. Pamberg who came in late in the season. Guys who we have picked up. And uh, But it's not as common for the Giants. Will it happen more? I guess we'll see. 
Um, you hear a lot, you read a lot on Twitter about a dry market, you know, and we have this conversation on, on various WhatsApp groups as well. That, you know, th this organization, 365 days a year, are scarring the market for players. If there's a player that becomes available that improves our roster, no matter what we're doing, the Belfast Giants will be looking at them. Um, and I've no doubt that that will continue to be the the, the case, especially as, as we factor in guys being hurt, um, guys that have been out longer term, you know, we don't know what their current status is. We've got to look at, you know, is there a short-term replacement available for them? This is a bad time year. I'm, I'm actually quite heartened by the attitude of Josh Roach that'll come in in the second week in December. Uh, given up his Christmas in North America to come and play for us, which which tells me a little bit about the badge on the chest as well, that he wants to play for it. Um, I would say Roach will probably come in, and especially the way the press releases were a lot worded, D-man slash forward. I think probably at this stage, we don't necessarily need another Josh Roach in defence. We need a, a Jim Vandermeer, all these players that you don't have, you know, a Griffin Reinhardt, yeah. the, the big, the big yeah. six, four stay at home guy, um, you know, because yeah. we have the Gabe Bass, the Will Cullen, the Matt Foley, the, the Jeff Bond, the guys that will get forward and supplement the guys that will be first across the blue line. And and then, the, you know, what, what we're not getting perhaps is the, the third man high enough from the, the, the forward. So um, will there be changes if changes are there to be made? I have absolutely no doubt about that. Um, you know, I did if say they're able to be made are, as well, as you say. Yeah, if they're able to be made, if if the yeah. if there's a player there that Adam Keefe can improve our squad with, Adam Keefe will have no problem doing that. Um, I think there's been times that we've been guilty. Can you be too loyal? Is that is that a thing? I'm not sure that that is a thing. Actually, I think you have to be in life. It's very important to be loyal, but I think that that it's important in, in hockey that that if you give somebody the opportunity that you give them the opportunity to pay you back. But, you know, if there's players that'll improve it, say it about Chad Butcher. I, I was listening to a song the other day and it reminded me a bit, a bit like Frankie Beauvillier as well the other season. You know, I think, um, oh, yeah. what do you call the guy that sang it? Racy or somebody sang it. Some girls do, some girls don't. Some girls need a lot of love and some girls don't. It works out sometimes. It doesn't work out all the time. Guys get homesick. Guys get their heads turned by different offers. It's just not working out for them in the roster. And he just wants a change. So maybe he's just taking an opportunity for a change. And, you know, it's coming at a bad time for us when we're, we're short on bodies. That's not ideal. But he was out injured. So um, I don't know whether that was a factor in his decision as well. So, you know, we wish him well. He came. He's been part of the story, part of the fabric of the club for a little while. And he goes on to something else. And he was one of the lucky ones. He got to pull that jersey on. But we'd all love to pull on. So, you know, congratulations on him for that. And safe travels, kid. Interesting from my point of view as well, of bringing Josh Roach back in. Roachy, obviously, the last time he was here, he was. I'm just, I'm going to make the fatal error of reading Elite Prospects, Davey, and I apologize for this. But according to Elite Prospects, he was what 55 points in 64 games, um, including playoffs. Uh, you know, which is a great return for for a player who is playing both, you know, sort of a utility player coming from D and forward. He obviously has the ability forward going, and we'll see. Like you said, I agree with you. I think there's a level that we need a bit more of a solid defensive presence at this moment in time. 
And I think that Rochi's going to bring that sort of that sort of stepping forward, the likes that we have gotten Cully and uh, and other lads. But then you know he's obviously a player who's available, a good player who's available who went on the Lynn's Black Wings and and did great stuff with them. Was back with them a couple of times, and and as you said, he's he's coming back in now, coming up to Christmas to a team that he knows, an organisation that he knows, and, and hopefully he can have a, an impact. Um, with regards to the other players on the team. I guess like you know, it's it, we're coming into that time now where a lot of teams are, might be making changes. I'm looking at now at the, you know Cardiff are losing five one to, to, to Sheffield and they're going through a few issues themselves and uh, you know they're going to be wanting to make changes. You've got um, I know what Joel's going to mention in the news probably the changes that happen in in Glasgow and and you know there are every club is out there and every club's out there looking for a top level player and looking to bring in a top level player if they're available if they can get them. It's a it's a dog eat dog world in the recruitment game with regards to elite league ice hockey and not just you know not just elite league ice hockey but right across Europe. So you know uh, whoever comes in. Uh, if we're able to get players to come in, hopefully they can make an impact. But welcome back to Josh Roach, and hopefully we'll get a chat with him maybe next week when he when he when he comes back into into the country. Um, go on, Joel. Just for sorry, Paddy, you, you're starting to uh, notice I want to speak before I even do anything. Now, thanks. Um, just before we move on to that, it probably makes sense to slot the, this in as well. Kevin Rain obviously posted a wee bit of an update during this week. Um, just sent a lot of incoming messages today. My injury has seen a process of diligence and care facilitated by the Belfast Giants, of which I'm so grateful. I'm committed to my rehabilitation process as per the recommendation of medical experts. We ain't finished. Much love, Rainer. Um, First of all, it's it's lovely to see that. It's lovely to see the club standing over their players as they always have done, you know, whenever um, any kind of long-term injury strikes. Um, don't be hitting Rainer with the, when are you back on the ice though? Like Rainer's only, Rainer's only focus right now uh, should be his long-term recovery and, and him being okay as a person. All of this is important. We wear the badge on our chest for a reason. We give up our time to do this for a reason, but nothing is more important than, than your well-being uh, and in 10 and 15 years time. Um, I can consider just how much Rainer's given physically, uh, you know, for the organization, quite literally physically. If you look at the end of last season for the organization over the past couple of years, as many other players have. Um, but, but I think uh, it seems to me that that Rainer's focus right now should just be on on getting himself better um and probably don't be hitting him with the so are you talking a couple weeks or, or when are you back you know um what's with the anyway, social media passion from you today proper social media passion <laughs> Who else people on twitter doing? saying this people on facebook saying that wise up with you i'm doing it in a constructive way I'm doing it in a oh, nice are way. You? So if you, yeah if you say it while you smile it means you're not mean anyway yeah it was nice, <laughs> to, see, nice to see that from Rainer. nice to see the giants taking care of of their player um but anyway before we move on to the next section, just to bring it back, if you are, um, Davy, if I'm seeing this right, there have been 27 donations in in the time that we've been on air. With um, to the, uh... Oh, have you been have you been scrolling? There's been some big donations as well. Somebody donated. I, I don't want to, in case they don't want to be named, but someone donated a hundred pounds. So, thank you Remarkable. so much. I'll I'll give. I'll put a total. <laughs> I promise, Neil Russell. I will put a total out tonight <laughs> at the end of the show. I'll go down and update the spreadsheet that I've got going. And I'll put out a total. And when Joel's doing the news, I'll jump into the risk space here and pull out something from the box. Oh, it's time, Davey. Get ready. Go hit that ladder, yeah, son. For the news. Hit the mute button. The, uh, keep, the, keep the donations coming. Go to PayPal. Send it to podcast at kingdomofthegiants.com. And it's going to a fantastic, fantastic uh, cause. And uh, yeah, Davey's going to take... Ready, Davey? Go. Davey, Joel, news time. Oh, off he goes, look. Like a cat. 
Uh, yeah, as as you alluded to, Patty, we have uh, two Challenge Cup quarterfinal first legs underway tonight. Um, the Dundee Stars and the Fife Flyers are. Oh, that finished four four. That was that Fair was a tie because yeah. obviously it's two legged. It was looking there to see if they were going to overtime. Um, so they will go into the second leg on a nice even footing. And the Sheffield Steelers are currently five one up at home against the Cardiff Devils. Um, and that seems to be Just getting right to the go. end. Yeah, um, lot, lots of penalties flying there towards the end. Um, but yes, anyway, uh, this this past week in the Viaplay Elite Ice Hockey League, uh, the Manchester Storm started their 3-3 three and three in Ultra Game with a 5-1 defeat to the Coventry Blaze. Uh, no idea what happened in the other two. Uh, won't be looking that up. Doesn't matter. Meanwhile, the five flyers traveled to Nottingham and dismantled Corey. This is this is a stunning result, by the way. Dismantled mm-hmm. Corey Nielsen's Panthers six one on the road. Sexy Nielsen hockey. Uh, yeah, the, the, not the, the the flyers on the road rolling in there into that building and dismantling them six one. Um, as as the new coach's hot start continued on Saturday, the Sheffield Steelers were beaten three two at home by the Cardiff Devils. The Panthers travelled to Dundee and needed OT to claim Corey Nielsen's first win, five four. The final score, he finally got off the mark. I think that was the fourth time of asking. Oh, thanks. That that look, I appreciate that. Stop a comment you know in a comment in saying I'm trying to be a better person. So here goes. Joel's new hair is lovely. Anyway. Main story, main story tonight in the news. My new hair is lovely. Thank you very much. Uh, the Guilford Flames kept the dream alive in Coventry, beating the Blaze five four. Uh, the Glasgow clan traveled to Kirkcaldy to defeat the Flyers three two. This is what I mentioned earlier with Goody, just the topsy turviness of of the results yep. at the minute. Teams are just scalping each other all the all weekend. And um, that was Saturday, and on Sunday the Blaze completed their home stand with a five four shutout win over the Steelers. The Flames returned to the Spectrum to brush the clan off, coming from behind to win five three. And the Devils completed a four point weekend with a six four victory over the Dundee Stars in Cardiff Bay. Um, as you mentioned, Paddy, Glasgow clan forward uh, Matthew Wa, or if you're from Larne, Matthew Roy has left the Glasgow clan with immediate effect to pursue a longer-term hockey opportunity back home in Canada. Um, the rumours aren't true. Sadly, he's not becoming the new host of a view from the bridge. Uh, it's a longer-term hockey opportunity, but it's not quite as lofty as that. Um, the 36-year-old originally joined the clan back in 2019, having previously iced for the Sheffield Steelers during a four-year stint. Ends his time in the Elite League with 339 points in 328 League and Cup matches. Um, seems to be an amicable... amicable oh, what's that word? Amicable? I'm sorry, it was What? <clears throat> they seem to be leaving on good terms. Uh, That's associate coach Dyson Stevenson said a very good job opportunity for the future became available to him. He came in and told me of a situation and was very upset with having to leave a team, especially because everything's starting to head in the right direction. Love his optimism. However, he's a veteran player with a family, and he thought it was very important to put his family in future first, and I think that's very respectable. Um, Paddy, 339 points in 328 League and Cup matches. Somebody who played top minutes for Glasgow, that is a big, big blow for that team. It's a massive blow for that team. We know we know how good Amateur was. We saw how good he was. You know, he, he's not he, he wasn't called the King of Sheffield for, for no reason. Davey's back, he's got some stuff. He's he he wasn't called up. he wasn't called the King of Sheffield for absolutely no reason. The guy the guy was a phenomenal presence. And when he went back and we went back to, to Glasgow, I have to say I was quite surprised. Uh-huh. I thought we'd seen the last of him and for him to come back in and, and do what he did with the Glasgow organization. Okay, they didn't win anything, they never do. But it's the but it's the with doing with the Glasgow organization was phenomenal and fair play to him that is a huge hole a huge gap for them to fill but as i said just five minutes ago everybody everybody is in the market for better players true story um last bit of news just stops has fine sheffield steelers matt petgrave 
for abuse of an official at the end of their game against the Devils on the 3rd of December and warned him about his future conduct. Uh, the incident will be recorded on the team's record for the remainder of the 22-23 season with Petgrave classified as a repeat offender and subject to further tariffs if future incidents occur. Stops still being that kind of Orwellian uh, moral police. <laughs> but there you go. Yeah. I'm glad I saw this. And are, are you sure he definitely did it or did he fake it? Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, on that bombshell, that's your news, Patrick Smith. Davey, welcome back. Welcome back, Davey. You're on mute. You're going to unmute yourself. So that's for you unmute yourself. What you get, Davey? I've got I'm two really things. Excited. I've got two things. I'm I'm not going to show them because one's okay. downstairs still. I've got the very first time we ever played the Cardiff Devils uh, mint condition program from our first ever game against the Cardiff Ooh. Devils. So might interest Cardiff Devil fans that are watching. You've got about two minutes to donate. And I've got a male, the Mangler Angelstad fight DVD. Every date, every fight he ever one. had. That's amazing. Mad male Angelstad DVD. I'm not going to say like whether the, this is like one of the official copter. ones that he was selling there, David. Yeah, not sure. It's not official. Because I remember the official ones had a, like, a packaging and casing, Davey. Simon Kitchen was the dude with that email he has still got a box he can give it. <laughs> that was this, the master this, copy, Paddy. That was the master yeah, this, copy. This, this, copy. This, right. is, this is the one from Nuts. He, he was Nuts Corner. Um, so, <laughs> like, a male angle stat DVD on, a, on the first ever Card of Devils program. So, if I saw Nuts Corner, it's actually Angle stat. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody that's just some guy, that. some guy bare knuckle boxing in, in lawn. <laughs> Everybody that's scrolling along the bottom there has donated during the podcast. So uh, thank you good. so so much. What's it like podcast up there? Jazz.com on PayPal. Keep it coming. Listen, we really appreciate all the money that's coming, and we really appreciate everybody who's getting involved donating. It's such a fantastic cause, and and yeah, well, you know, Davey, fantastic. Who's been who's been running this? We know he appreciates it. We know that Mark Garside appreciates it, and uh, yeah, we we knew that you know the Belfast Giants fans and the View from the Bridge uh, watchers, listeners, people who are involved who are always really, really generous, and uh, and a massive thank you. And before we come to the final parts of the show, we just have to box off something else. That's the player of the month for November, and it was 51.8% for Steve Arre, number 13 for your Belfast Giants. Um, Davey, you know, you, you had complained about some other players who weren't involved in the, uh, in the, but Steve Arre had a great, had a great month. Sorry, I was just doing my blue steel intro there. Go on then. <laughs> um, we need to get. We need to get. We need to get these. We need to get on the Neil White side. We need to get these. Just need to be on the green screen day. Um, yeah. Um, look, Steve Ari. I think out of the four nominations, was the the deserved choice. Lovely picture there of him getting the, the award. That's great. Um, yeah, I think Steve uh, did really well last month, culminating you know with a four goal night against Cardiff. I think it was and came up with a few clutch goals. Jackson, Colby, Derek, and Jelly. Um, you know, as I said last weekend, I would have had a couple of others on the shortlist, but the people spoke and the people voted and Steve Ory was the winner and I think deservedly so. The trophy was awarded by Graham and Cole Kenny. Graham was actually celebrating his second 
um, heart transplant anniversary and uh, you know fantastic that big thanks to Laura for organizing that we love the fact that these guys are able to present this award it, it means so much to us that we can get these guys involved even in a small way to present the awards like this and uh, a big thanks to Graham and Nicole Kenny for doing that Joe yeah, I just I was gonna say I, I didn't get to see uh, we were, we do a bit of running about at the end of, of a game and I didn't get to see who presented it um, and, and it just I, I noticed Graham there and and, and his his, uh, his son uh, happy second uh, heart anniversary what what a special thing you know we, we always take an opportunity to to highlight those stories you know we, we our own friend Dylan uh, Kahi and stuff you know people who have received that and um, what a perfect person to give out the the award um, and, and yeah um, a fully deserving transplant recipient as well good guy and um, but yeah look Steve Steve Ari has. Been, uh, has been fantastic um you know in a really rough month he's found a form he started to hit uh started to hit his stride in terms of points production we now name him whenever we talk about the giants primary scoring you know what i mean so yep um i i think he's uh he's very deserving of, of player of the month sorry that was a bit of a ramble but that photo caught me off guard nope i think you're absolutely right on both cases i think that uh, steve you know obviously had a bit of a, a slow start to the season found out early goals and is now finding a bit more of a scoring touch and as I said, the people have spoken with over 50% of the vote. And he is the player of the month for November, sponsored by Phonacab. Big thanks to them for sponsoring the award. And big thanks to everybody who cast a vote in the player of the month award for November. The Belfast Giants returned to action, as we've said a few times on Saturday, with a trip to Ice Arena Wales to take on the Cardiff Devils. Uh, that will be at Saturday at 7 p.m. If you're not making the trip over there, as I'm sure you are, Mr. McGimsey, are you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's at 7 p.m. on Saturday, but I'm sure that you know there'll be no Welsh fans wanting to watch any football. So it'll be Cardiff against Belfast and Ice Arena Wales, 7 p.m. on Saturday. If you're not going, Devils TV is where you will find it with our good friend Mr. Hughes. And then the Belfast Giants return to home action at the SSE Arena against the Dundee Stars. Jeff Mason bringing his team back in the SSE Arena Sunday at 4 p.m. Get yourself down there, and if not. Mr. Kitchen will no doubt take you through the game on Giants TV with maybe Gareth Martin, maybe Andrew Dixon, somebody else. But Simon Kitchen is, of course, the staple. Um, these two games, I'm, I am going to ask a quick question, Dave. I know you hit this part of the show, but I'm going to ask a quick question of you. This is a bounce-back weekend. It has to be a bounce-back weekend. And with <laughs> it coming against the Cardiff Devils, we had a great result against the Cardiff Devils last time we faced them. So they'll be smarting from that. It's a tough weekend. They've obviously had a bit of a, a doing over the night as well. So, you know, it stands the reason that they'll want to bounce back as well. So it's all set for, for a good battle. Um, we're and I'll go through all the cliches, Patty. We're gonna need good goaltending, we're gonna need strong we're defense, we're gonna need goals from more than one or two guys. It's not gonna be a game, I don't think, where you know, one goal will win you. I think there's gonna be I'll throw my neck out. I will give you even a score prediction. I think we'll win three. Hey, we're going to win three two. It's not like you. Hey, jot like that it. down. Three two. Three two. Right, well, John. Joe. Yeah, uh, hard to call. You know, Cardiff came out of a four point weekend, and they've obviously uh, travelled to Sheffield there and got a bit of a doing. Uh, that seems to have finished five one. 
Um, so I mean, yeah, you can't even say. Well, you know, they've played uh, they've played more games. They've played one midweek, and we haven't because obviously Manchester played on Friday, and and you know what happened over the weekend. So, um, Giants Devil games have have a little bit of extra spice to them. I always enjoy a, a bit of the the kind of atmosphere around a game like that. It's a perfect opportunity for us to go on the road and and to, to stamp a bit of authority, um, and then coming back against uh, Jeff Mason's Dundee Stars on Sunday afternoon. Mason's no dozer. You know he struggled to find consistency with that Stars team, but on their night they can uh, they can humble a team so um we heard from the captain earlier we heard from the coach at the weekend we know the giants mindset and the work that they're doing so let's see if it pays off absolutely those two games saturday and sunday cardiff devils on saturday 7 p.m at ice arena wales get that on devils tv and on sunday belfast against dundee at the ssc arena 4 p.m if you're not down at that the giants tv is the place for that any other business boys I don't think so. Silence is golden. What's the roof space like, Davy? Is is there a lot up there? Is it like Rocky? Oh, you there is. There's nothing oh, here. Oh, mate, it's it's got too much in it. So it has, I would I got, would love. You, you need to start. I would like a say kind of documents. I'm all pretty much. Uh, pretty much every. Uh, I would say I've certainly well over ninety five percent of every program home and away the Giants ever up to like whenever we stop printing home programs to stop collecting away once as well but i would say up to 2012 something like that 13 whenever okay, i remember i used them. to pick up programs for you yeah Did hundreds you really? and hundreds, and hundreds mate i've got just pampers boxes so the little pampers boxes just dozens on just hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of programs and they're all some great reading in fact and, and from time to time i'll go in and just do a lucky dip and pull one out and read about a game you know what? I, that I I'm with you on that, mate. Because I've got a, I've got a couple of shelves here in front of me that are dedicated to programs. Not just I've got one that's more or less hockey programs. I mean, I've got more or less you know, any other sporting event I've been to. And one thing I love to do when I go to sporting events is buy a program. Not to read it at the game. Not to read it at Liverpool games or I've got like Formula One and, and the Olympics and stuff. Like that. Not to read it then, but to read it now. I know I just Bra- had to drop a brag about down. it, mate. Yeah, but <laughs> but but to read it now. Is to actually, you know, years and years later, just to yeah. pull a program out and read it. Like I've got some of the old uh, Newcastle Vipers ones that you know even I wrote in, and just to pull those ones out later and just run. Oh yeah, I don't actually remember doing this interview, and you know, or oh, I remember that game, or remember when that happened. It's just that's what that's where programs really that's where they really hit is like yeah. i know that we stopped doing them and i think that's sad i think it's sad that we stopped doing them it's because dying art in general it's not, a, part of the game. It's not huh? a thing that's done anymore really it's it's a dying art you know even you even, it, even it. at irish league yeah it's it's you know once you leave top tier kind of sport in like a premier league or you know events where you would get souvenir things like the f1 and stuff just print printed programs are a thing that i, I see just leaving and it's sad because it's it's so it deeply cost? rooted yeah it's it's cost versus reward i think you know it costs a lot it also takes a lot of time for for you know, people put, to get yeah. together um and, and whenever uh, you're trying to do that every single week for probably loss making to be honest um it's mm-hmm. sad but just seems to be really yeah, you're Sorry, probably going to the... be left with a pile of like old programs that have been unsold, and you and well, you forked it. out to print them, and you've not pulled back on that. I just love the, the top do, like, And of course, like the chance did do the the um the 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 annual sort of guest book thing, or what was it called? The uh the, yearbook, the yearbook. album that we did that we used to love writing for, Davey. 
Hey, Lose Love and Glover sent us that message saying, Could you write the basis? Why, why am I not being involved in this? I wrote the last one. Oh, yeah, one you were involved in that as well. That's I right. wrote the last one myself. You did write the last one. That's right. I'm that. with that. If there's that any justice, they put our names on it as well. <laughs> but, but then but then I found I found that different because writing writing for a program week on week and doing an interview week on week and doing some current like what we do here and keeping it current and doing stuff that I find that more interesting I guess. than than yeah. I guess to be honest, Paddy, this is a little bit of a, you know, in Fancy. lieu of a program. It's, it's, it's program. fan, fan yeah. produced. At the end of the day, the program I know, was club produced, but there was fan input and stuff into it. And what are you getting in a program that you're not really getting from socials now? So it's like, as Joel would say, thing. the last thing the, the last thing the club needs is a hundred programs sitting in a box every week on sold at, you know, a couple of pound of print each, and you know it's. Just, just a hassle yeah. of selling them, having volunteers to sell them, and somebody to printers and get them every week, and somebody to write it every week. And Davy's not available to write this week. Who are you going to get? You know, just becomes a you know. I don't that mean got a bit dodgy. That got a bit dodgy when that happened, Davy. Let's not forget that. Oh, Davy's yes, not available right. to write this week. Oh no, that, that went badly wrong. So it did. <laughs> that went really badly that wrong. Nearly got us a court case. <laughs> Tell you about it after, Joe. <laughs> yeah, looking forward to it. It was. Uh, it, it got quite badly wrong. But, uh, but <laughs> very entertaining, very entertaining nonetheless. Right, press the stop uh, button yes. so we can get into this. <laughs> the uh, <laughs> the uh, but yes, um, uh, where were we on that? Yes, well done, Davey. Uh, you getting all that, and well done to everybody who's been sending in money. And we'll uh, podcast at kingdomofthegiants.com on PayPal. Keep them coming. Um, no, I think we'll wrap. We'll think wrap it up there, boys. Oh no, we're done. We're done. That's it. Is the, it where we're drawing the, a line the, under the, now? The, the money is is done as of now. Yep. There no we more go. donations. Thank you to everybody. Your money, your, your, money, your money will be taken, but you won't go to draw. <laughs> Thank you to everybody who's been got involved during this show. We really, really appreciate it. And that is where so, we're going to wrap this show. Phil for about 30 seconds there. Oh, Phil Further, that was where we were going to wrap this show. But unfortunately, at this moment in time, I have to sort of fill for 30 seconds while Davey looks for something on his phone where I think he's just trying to count up numbers. He's statistical. Well, I'll take a sip of this beer. You're listening to He's the statistical guy who's going to be coming up. But what do we got, Davey? Still counting his head. He's just going to do the numbers. Da- Joel, if you got anything to say, come on, fill it yeah, up. Yeah, shout out to Colin Shields, who was on commentary on the game oh, yeah. between the Devils and Steelers tonight. Um, Sheds is doing a really good job. Speaking of commentators that are very good, obviously, Sis stands alone atop the I, the play-by-play ice hockey mountain, but uh, Dicko, uh, Marty, and uh, also Sheds now doing a good job. It's good to see it. Plus Nesson's own Damian Majimsi. It looks like hold he's on, done hold now. On. Hold on, hold on. Ex- <laughs> Go, Davey. I don't know what the deduction of PayPal fees because not everybody does friends and family, but top line fees during the podcast two hundred and seventy one pound fifty. That's wonderful. Listen, that's unreal. That's absolutely fantastic. Listen, thank you so much to everybody who's stuck their hand in their pocket and uh, and sent something in for the for this. It's um, it is very 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 much appreciated. And Davy's got to carry some stuff home uh, in a big bag on a Ryanair flight. That's get super a super official date. DVD. No, no date. We'll get a, a tweet in about eighteen months from now. Going, never did give me that DVD. <laughs> <laughs> no doubt you're going to get. No doubt we're going to get a WhatsApp from Neil Russell saying, "Bet you don't send anything." No, I'm going to. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to put it all in a bag tomorrow and post it to my mum's house so it's there. 
good idea. Nice. Good idea. The Belfast Giants, I said, Saturday, 7 p.m. against the Cardiff Devils at ICU in the Wales. Get it on Good Devils TV and at home to Dundee Stars. 4 p.m. on Sunday, SSE Arena. Get yourself down there. And if not, Mr. Kitchen on Giants TV. Big thanks to David Goodwin for fronting up and joining us on this week's show. Uh, big thanks to you, Davey, and to you, Joel. Thanks, boys. <clears throat> Uh, big thanks to everybody who's donated. Big thanks to everybody who's been watching throughout the show. Be you a Belfast Giants fan, probably a few Manchester Storm fans. They turned off uh, ages wherever ago. Wherever you are, they turned out of them. <laughs> thanks for joining us this week's on this week's A View from the Bridge. And wherever you are this weekend, we hope you enjoy your hockey. We'll catch you next time on A View from the Bridge. Podcast Network.